Welcome back to another episode of Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich, and I have with me JJ Flazanes. She is an empowerment strategist, host of the Fit to Love podcast show, director of Invisible Fitness, Amazon bestseller uh, of Fit to Love, how to get physically, emotionally, and spiritually fit to attract the love of your life. And I could go on. She's got so many credentials, including uh, named the best personal trainer in Los Angeles by Elite Traveler Magazine. And that is a big deal because there are a lot of personal trainers in Los Angeles, just saying. So uh, JJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became this amazingly credentialed woman and powerhouse? Um, well, like you, I asked the hard questions. Uh, I, and I, and I don't settle for status quo. I am an independent thinker. I've always thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And how do I do it? And I've always been a good problem solver. And the more information I get, the more problems I can solve. And when someone would come with a problem I didn't know the answer to, I'd go learn something else. So I have a pretty extensive toolbox with many, many tools that I customize for clients and shows and whomever we're talking to, uh, whether it be about health and fitness, law of attraction, astrology, relationships, or even business and podcasting. Uh, yeah, I've just, I love learning. And I also like you believe and see things very differently, limiting beliefs and people who think, well, this is the way it is. And I go, no, that's the way you've accepted that it is. And that's the way you are co-creating that it stay when you focus on what is. So how do we get out of that? Because I believe that if you believe you can do it, you can. It doesn't matter the circumstances or how many other people say you can't. So for me, uh, it's really just about, I, I deeply care about transformation in people and giving them empowerment and hope. That's awesome. You know, you're actually leading, you, you've led me into a, an area that I am, uh, am very passionate about, which is why do people stay with the status quo? Why do, why do we see a system that doesn't work, that's broken, and yet accept it as it is, as though we can, there's nothing we can do about it. So I like to, to discover a little bit about what you've discovered of the psychology of that and how to get people to shift outside of the status quo so that they can really make a difference in their own lives. I think the first thing I want to point out is that there are different levels of consciousness. So not everybody is curious. Not everybody sees things the same way. Not everybody takes a broader perspective. And that's where I started using astrology to sort of make sense of some of those things. And, and I think we're all on a spiritual path of awakening and understanding if we're taking the cues. And that's where not everybody takes the cues. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a basic law of attraction principle, and it's that you're the creator of your own reality. But then there are people who hear that statement, you're the creator of your own reality. And they go, I wouldn't have created any of this. That can't be true. No, I didn't. Don't shame me. I didn't make a big mistake by attracting these things. I don't want these things. I don't like these things. But as you know, and any kind of therapeutic or psychological outlook on life, there's really only two positions. You're either a victim or you're the creator of your own reality. That's it. There's only two. You either somehow affect what happens to you and attract it or you're a victim to it. 100% of the time when you're a victim to it, you will not find success or happiness, freedom or peace in whatever you're dealing with because you're always disempowered. But if you take the role of I'm responsible for every single gosh darn bit of it, then we have some room to play with how you shift it. So one is taking power away and giving it away and one is taking it back. Yeah, you know, I definitely have a place in me where, where 
I look at things that I don't like, say for instance, the healthcare system. And I go, okay, this is clearly, and this is clearly to me, but clearly not meant to get good results. The system as we've designed it, it's clearly meant to treat symptoms and not get to root problems and to exacerbate illness rather than create health. And so in my world, in my brain and in my world, 100% of doctors know that what they're doing is not as optimal as what could be being done to give patients, for instance, the healthcare that they need to give people weight loss, diabetes control, heart disease control, stress relief, et cetera. And so I'm very passionate about moving that needle forward. And what you're saying is to not convince the naysayers, so to speak, uh, or not try to convince people who aren't looking for the solution. Some people are, are really gonna not like the fact that you just called them victims, right? So can you unpack that a little bit more so that people can, can really get what that means to be a victim versus be a victor in any situation? So we know that there are many sciences, the top level sciences being quantum physics over hundred years old. And quantum physics, by the way, is the science behind law of attraction. So this isn't, this isn't a belief system. This is a, a reality, it's physics. Then underneath that we have epigenetics and epigenetics is that you create, that the environment that you're in creates a biology, influences your body's production of neurotransmitters, of, of appropriate chemicals that match the picture that you have in your mind of your reality, of your future, of whatever you're telling yourself. That is above anything else that we're doing. Immunology, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. What, name a science that applies to your body and epigenetics is above it. That's why it's called epigenetics. It's above your genetics. It means that your genes get expressed based on how you see the world and yourself in the world and based on the influences of those belief systems, aka also emotions. So you, you know, there's no such thing as a cancer gene, but we all have the ability to manifest cancer. It's whether or not we create an environment for our body, both mental, physical, and emotional and spiritual, that allows that cancer to grow or make sure that over our lifetime, it never, ever expresses itself. So when it comes to things that just aren't true, like let's say that someone can affect you in a certain way, it, they really can't unless you let them. If you believe they can, then they will. And when it comes to being a victim, know that, and again, I mean, I even work with people who've been working with me for a while, who listen to the show, who don't realize they're in victim mentality. And again, I, again one of the tools being astrology why does someone, why does a child out of the womb have a personality? Do you think they learned that from you? They come out with a personality and it isn't because you influenced it. It's because it's who they are in the world. And as they grow and change, their beliefs will be shaped and influenced by who, who they're modeling and what they're told. We have these belief systems that we don't ever really question. They just are until something happens. Just like for a lot of people, they'll say cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me because it woke me up. It changed my life. It stopped the patterns. It showed me where I was 
toxic in so many areas. And when I decided to take my power back and live life differently, now I'm happier because of cancer. And that's not everybody's story, of course, as you know. Some people take the diagnosis and then they go down the path and they die. Not that everyone's not going to die. We're all going to die. But it's, but it's what do you do with that? And do you leverage your life path to teach you things? Or do you just think that everything happens like randomly? Because <laughs> it doesn't. But you can believe that. And again, no disrespect for those of you that believe that. It's not true but it's how it's going to shape your life. And it will keep you disempowered. It'll keep you depressed. It'll keep you anxious. It'll keep you in addiction of control, thinking you have to control everything. And it's just not a happy place to be. You're not going to find peace with that belief. You're so passionate about these multiple kinds of subjects. And a lot of people don't know how to activate themselves so that they can even be passionate about the one thing that they're passionate about. How is it that health and vitality are important in that aspect? Well, again, it's all based on energy and frequency. The higher frequency, the better you feel. And if you take care of your body and you put yourself at sort of a higher level of frequency by eating clean, organic, non-GMO foods, uh, plenty of fruits and vegetables, not fruits, but plenty of vegetables, plenty of nutrients, uh, clean meats, healthy fats, uh, you know, low carb, if you're lots of clean water, alkaline as well, and get your minerals in there. If you're doing all the right things for the body, the body's happy and it's clean and it's not stopped by having digestive issues of gas or bloating or, uh, you know, irritable bowel syndrome. And so when you have that kind of thing happening in your body, it drags your energy down. So the body does absolutely propel you forward when it's healthier and you can connect with your intuition much clearer when you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have a lot of experience with corporate wellness, and that's a message that I like to get even across to the corporations who may be looking at the possibility of doing corporate wellness programs and creating a, a culture in their company of health. The benefit to them is that those things that you just mentioned, the brain fog goes away, the depression goes away, the other things that are stopping people like neck pain and back pain go away. And now all of a sudden you have a productive, loyal, health, happy, healthy member of your community that's in your business. And that spikes your bottom line. Um, you know, I look at the, the healthcare system, you and I are both, you know, personal trainers, for instance, and there's such a difference between one personal trainer and another somebody who went to one school versus another, somebody who's been um, having struggles with their health and another. How does somebody find the right person for them to go to if, you know, all they're doing is listening to somebody say, hey, you should go to my person. They're the best. Well, I mean, that could work uh, depending on if you feel in alignment with the person referring you and they are in alignment with the person who they're working with. Uh, I had to stop promoting personal training. I mean, I was, I was over it anyway, because I, if someone's not willing to do the mind, body, soul work, if you're not willing to look at the emotions, if you're not willing to look at why you overeat, if you're, looking, if you're not willing to look at why you don't put yourself first and exercise, then I don't want to have this conversation because I'm telling you, I work with people for 10 or 12 years who literally it was the same dance all the time. I had to stop promoting. I, I remember I went to Arizona and I spoke at one of my clients. She was a therapist and she ha had a lot of like weight loss and, and emotional eating clients. And 
it was like the last time that I did that because I attracted like all kinds of people who didn't want to hear about how they could take care of their own health or what they were needed to do. They wanted the pill. They wanted, you know, weight loss and health and wellness on a general level, especially weight loss attracts all kinds. And I was really clear. I don't want to work with you pill poppers and I don't want to work with you. Like get, get lose 10 pounds quickly doing stupid shit. And I'm, I don't want to do any of that again. If you, and I learned that the hard way. So when I started my show, I didn't really even want to do personal training that much. I mean, I did because that's what I had to offer at the time. But as, as it grew and got, it got successful and I was talking about law of attraction and astrology and building other programs, I'm still over here going, okay, everybody, it's time to also add back in the physical part. And I have a recent client who found me because she was searching Dr. Christian Northrup. And I had Dr. Northrup on the show twice. And she's a follower of Dr. Northrup. And then she started listening to my show. And then she reached out to me and said, she watched my webinar, she downloaded my book. And then she said, I want to work with you. And I said, okay. But I was very clear. I said, we're going to do the whole thing. Like we're going to start with the food and nutrition because that's, you know, make, it's, that's where we need to start. But we're going to get to the deep shit, which means you got to change some behaviors. We got to look at some patterns and belief systems and how you cope and understanding your emotions and your needs and, and taking responsibility for those. And she said, I know. I said, okay, because that's the only way I want to work with people now. So you have to know what your trainer knows in terms of what their goals are and what tools they use. So you're a law of attraction person and you do a lot of this kind of work. Tell me about a client of yours or, or some experience that you've had that's a dramatic shift, a dramatic change in how a person was because they were able to release that emotional pain. So I have a, had a client who was a client for about eight years, maybe close to 10, um, older man, um, very resistant to uh, this kind of thing, but he was a client before I kind of started the show and, and I was still talking about this stuff. I just, you know, I was testing it out on some of those uh, can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of guys. And, uh, and I'd try and he'd, you know, would sort of smile and, wouldn't, and I'd tell him he had back pain, lower back pain. And he had lower back pain and he'd take him out. And I'd say, that's emotional. And he'd listen and, you know, and he just didn't listen forever. And, and I got to the point where I was so frustrated at one point because he, it would take him out. He'd be out of work. He wouldn't come to work. And in his, you know, Cancer has the same kind of, well, not the same, but there are personality traits of people who are more likely to develop cancer. And there are also personality traits of the quiet, angry people. <laughs> the ones who actually, one of my friends is a Gemini and he was an Indian. He meditated. He was calm, cool, collected. You would have never thought he had an angry bone in his body, but he couldn't move because of the anger in his back. So, um, you know, but I, and I would yell at him and his brother all the time. <laughs> So um, it doesn't have to take eight years and I've got other transformations when it comes to physical things with women and, and other clients, but that was one of the most dramatic because it literally was something I was beating him down with over, the t over time. And then he had to manifest getting pneumonia to go, oh, because he didn't want to get any sicker. He's like, oh, and then he listened to the book again and the podcast and he was like, oh, and then he started to dive deeper. And now it's like, oh, I, I get it now. And it feels good and free. And if I have a twinge of back pain, it means I'm holding on to emotion and stress and something that I need to deal with. So it was great. I finally felt like I, I, like I conquered that, like I won that one. And I was trying not to beat him down with it because I had to, you know, when someone doesn't want to learn it, they're not going to learn it. So, so, you know, that's a good point. Um, but stress is the number one killer. You know, people don't really understand that stress causes cancer, stress causes heart disease, stress causes 
all kinds of autoimmune disease and issues like that. And so we recognize that stress is an issue. How do we shift our behavior to mitigate the stress levels in our system? So it ties into the question you asked about being a victim. When you think stress is outside of you, you're a victim to circumstance. Stress isn't outside of you because there are people handling the same circumstance differently than you are. So when you take responsibility for your story you're telling yourself, and another uh, body of work that I use a lot and kind of make my own is Nonviolent Communication by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. And uh, there are three questions that I pull out of there. And there's also a needs and feelings list that I give away to people as well as a vibrational scale from Abraham and law of attraction to see where you are on the vibrational scale. So if you want to feel better, how can I, you're not going to jump from depression to joy. You're going to move up the scale and it may take a little time. It may take a long time, but even if you go from depression to anger, you're moving in the right direction. You don't want to stay at anger, but you want to move up the scale and you want to know that anger is better than depression and that anger is at least taking your power back when depression is giving your power away. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, you know, is there anything else that you, feel could be beneficial to the audience because you know as as i said at the beginning we are here to create a new tomorrow to to really master what is so that tomorrow can be better than it is today and one of my sayings is we made this shit up it's all a figment of our imagination anyway so thoughts become things it has to be a thought before it's a thing so your thoughts literally create your reality it can't exist unless someone has a thought about it. So your thoughts are more powerful than you think. And what is, is a result of past thought that created your reality now. But your thoughts now are creating your future. And if you just keep thinking about what is, you keep getting more of what is. So how do you, it's, it's not the easiest thing to start doing when you're so good at just reacting to what is for sure. But just like exercise, the more you practice it, the more you do it, the more it becomes natural. That is awesome. We're going to leave the audience with that thought. It can happen in your life all the time. So JJ, how can people get a hold of you again? Just give us uh, your, your details so that somebody, if they want to work with you, can do so. Sure. JJFlizanes.com. So JJFLIZANES.com and forward slash podcast to check out the podcast. You can do forward slash feelings list to get those downloads that I talked about. And uh, you can also do forward slash book if you want to get a copy of my free book, The Invisible Fitness Formula, Five Secrets to Release Weight and End Body Shame. But it's all at JJFlizanes.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And this has been another episode of Create a New Tomorrow. I hope you got an amazing uh, amount of information and wrote a lot of notes so that you can take this down and actualize what it is you're doing in your world and what you're passionate about so that you can create a new tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich, and thank you so much for being here. We'll see you on the next episode.